The sermon preached at St. John's Evangelical Lutheran Church of Hancock, Minnesota, on November 10th, 2013, based on Jeremiah 26, verses 1 through 6. Please stand. Grace and peace to you from God, our Father, and our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. The word from God through which the Holy Spirit turns our hearts to Jesus is Jeremiah 26, verses 1 through 6. At the start of the reign of Jehoiakim, the son of Josiah, king of Israel, this word came from the Lord. This is what the Lord says. Stand in the courtyard of the Lord's house and speak concerning all the cities of Judah that come to worship at the Lord's house, saying, All the words that I command you to speak to them, do not leave out a word. Perhaps they will listen so that each one would turn from their evil ways, and I would relent from the disaster I have planned to do to them because of their evil works. Say to them, This is what the Lord says. If you do not listen to me, so that you walk in my law, which I have set before you, and listen to the words of my servants, the prophets I have been sending you repeatedly from the start, though you have not listened, Then I will make this house like Shiloh, and I will make this city a curse word for all the nations of the earth. This is the word of our Lord. Dear friends in Christ, fellow saints, washed clean in the blood of our risen Savior. Lena waited for Oli to return from the cities. He wasn't used to driving in all that traffic, and so she felt a bit worried. She turned on the TV to distract her mind, but a newsflash came across the screen. There was a driver speeding down the interstate, going the wrong way. She calls Oli to warn him. Be careful, she says. There's a maniac going the wrong way on the interstate. It's even worse, Oli answered. There's a whole bunch of them going the wrong way. Although we might smile at the joke, going the wrong way is no laughing matter. Now and again, the news reports of a driver often drunk late at night, speeding down the interstate the wrong, going the wrong direction. Fatalities usually are also reported then. The people in Jeremiah's day were speeding in the wrong direction. They were speeding away from the Lord. He sent Jeremiah to call them to turn, to turn around before a disaster far worse than a head-on collision. They were to listen and turn before it's too late. The Lord's call continues to ring out today. Listen and turn before it's too late. That's the theme. Part 1. How earnestly the Lord calls to you. In part two, how disastrous to ignore his words. It was about 609 B.C. Jehoiakim became king in Jerusalem. Previously, Josiah had reigned for 31 years. He was a good king and followed the Lord, the God of David, and tried to get the people to turn back to the Lord as well. But months earlier, he had been killed in battle against Pharaoh Necho of Megiddo. 
had his reforms taken root in the hearts of the people? Would his son Jehoiakim follow the Lord? Which way would they go? The Lord longed for their faithfulness. His goodness and mercy reached out for them. He fervently desired their repentance. Perhaps, he said, perhaps they will listen and each will turn from his evil ways. And so at this critical time, the Lord in his love sends the prophet to speak to the people. He earnestly calls out to them, This is what the Lord says. If you do not listen to me and follow my law which I have set before you, and if you do not listen to the words of my servants, the prophets, whom I have sent to you again and again, though you have not listened. Although the people had outwardly conformed, the Lord knew their hearts. They were not set on walking in his ways, They would do it their way and follow their path, blazing their trail through life. They were speeding in the wrong direction. But the Lord hadn't given up. His mercy continued to call out to them for now. And still today the Lord earnestly calls, Listen and turn before it's too late. We live in a world that needs to hear that call. Many are headed in the wrong direction. For either you are walking with the Lord or you are not. Either you are listening to him or you are not. Just as a road has only two directions, so also if you're not following the Lord, you're going the wrong way. But this call to turn and repent is not just for people out there. Notice where the Lord sent Jeremiah. Stand in the courtyard of the Lord's house and speak to all the people of the towns of Judah who come to worship in the house of the Lord. It's not only the people out there that need to listen and turn in repentance. But you and me as well, even the best churchgoer, how earnestly the Lord calls to you. Rather than actively listening and following, though, how easily complacency settles in our hearts. Complacency may masquerade as contentment, but how vastly different it is. Christian contentment trusts the Lord, gladly listening to him. Complacency is self-satisfied, focused on what makes me happy. Contentment rests in the Lord's promises. Complacency rests on past accomplishments. Contentment eagerly follows the Lord, walking according to his commands. Complacency coasts along on autopilot, figuring we know enough. Complacency then lulls us to sleep, while contentment energizes us to serve. Were the towns of Judah complacent? They came to the Lord's house. They brought their sacrifices, but where were their hearts? Is that why the Lord called them to listen and turn from their evil ways before it was too late? Yes, evil ways certainly include complacency. It may not make the headlines like some sins, but 
it's going in the wrong direction nonetheless. What about your heart? Where do you struggle with complacency? Are you slow to appreciate the greatness of God's forgiveness and so attending worship becomes a chore or an optional choice to postpone when other things are on the docket? Rather than confessing our complacency, how tempting to blame the pastor, the music, the schedule, the, the pace of life or the attitudes of the other members to excuse our absences. Are you slow? to treasure the word of your God, reading it, studying it, walking in it. Rather than confessing our complacency here, again, how tempting to say that the Bible is, is just too hard to understand, at least parts of it are just too hard, why bother? Or we already know enough. Are you slow to pray, figuring God already knows why make the effort? Are you slow to fight against sin, especially pet sins that are so tempting to explain away as not, not really all that bad, or we figure God will forgive me anyway, so why, why fight against it? In whatever form it takes, confess your complacency. Hear the Lord's call. Hear his earnest call. Listen. And turn. Listen and turn before it's too late. For how disastrous to ignore his words. Which brings us to the second part here. Through Jeremiah the Lord says, If you do not listen, I will make this house like Shiloh, and this city an object of cursing among all the nations of the earth. At one time Shiloh had been the worship center of Israel, where the tabernacle had stood, but in Jeremiah's day it was desolate. Twenty-three years after Jeremiah spoke these words, the temple and Jerusalem lay in ruins. The people had not listened. The Lord had carried out his curse. He is serious about his word. Now, to keep his promise of the Savior, the Lord preserved a remnant of the people in exile, and then he brought them back to rebuild Jerusalem and the temple. But later... After the people rejected Jesus, the temple was destroyed again in A.D. 70, and still today, over 1,943 years later, it still lies in ruins. Only remnants of its courtyard's outer wall remain a bleak reminder, and Jerusalem itself is a divided city. When you hear of these things, remember how disastrous to ignore God. He is serious about his word. Someone might object, though. But doesn't God say that he has plans to prosper us and not to harm us? Plans to give hope and a future? Why talk of disaster? Yes, the Lord does speak those words of promise. and In fact, the, that's what you find in Jeremiah 29. 
But that promise does not contradict his warning here. For you see, nowhere, not in Jeremiah 29 or anywhere else in the Bible, nowhere does the Lord promise to prosper people in whatever ways they choose. Rather, when the people go their own way, the wrong which is always the wrong way, no matter how right it might feel to them, when people go their own way, the Lord clearly reveals his plan to bring disaster he is serious, deadly serious. But notice, notice how much he would prefer not to destroy. He longs for people to listen and turn before it's too late so that he can prosper and bless. That's why he sends Jeremiah to speak to them. Perhaps they will listen and each will turn from his evil ways. Can you hear the longing in the Lord's words there? And he goes on, Then I will relent and not bring on them the disaster I was planning because of the evil they have done. And that, dear friends, that's why he sent his son, Jesus Christ, the first time. For he longs for us to listen and turn before it's too late. That's why he sent his son the first time. Yes, Jesus will come again to judge all. Never forget, the end is coming just as it came to the temple. And on that day, woe to all who have surrendered to complacency and gone their own way, the wrong way. Hell never ends. Then it will be too late. But Jesus came the first time to save, to save sinners like you and like me, dear friend. The Father so longed to bring us rebellious creatures into his family that he did not spare his own Son. How great the Father's love! The Son so longed to make us his brothers and sisters that he became flesh and lowered himself to death on the cross in our place. How great! The Savior's Son, the, 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 how great the Son's love. Through word and sacrament, the Holy Spirit entered the cesspool of our hearts and convinced you and me of God's promise. You, dear sinner, are forgiven, the Spirit testifies. Jesus' blood has washed you clean. How great the Spirit's love. Yes, even when the Lord threatens disaster, his love is speaking. He longs for sinners to listen so that each one turns before it's too late. This time of year especially reminds us how urgent it is to listen and turn to our Lord each and every day. Look out at the fields. The corn is no longer there. It is harvested. It is in the bin. Only the husks are blowing around as the wind swirls. Husks fit only for burning. The final harvest is coming. What disaster for those who have gone their own way. But for you who have heard the Lord's earnest call, for you who have listened and turned What a day of joy and thanksgiving. 
our Savior comes, our Redeemer returns. He who bled and died to ransom us returns to bring us safely to the heavenly harvest home. That's nothing to be complacent about. So live each day listening to the word of your Savior and turning to him, walking in his ways in all that you do. Amen. Please stand. The peace of God that surpasses all understanding will keep your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. Amen.